Hello, Billy Reeves here. Welcome to the K-Scope podcast roundup of 2021. We'll hear from all of our chums from this year, Bruce Saw, the multi-award winning The Anchoress, Tangerine Dream and others. But I'm going to start with something that perhaps should have happened in 2021 and didn't because of the obvious reasons. To wit, Gaspacho playing live from the forthcoming album Fireworking at San Croix. This is Gaspacho and Fireworker.
From the live stream and film Fireworking at San Croix, that's Gaspacho and Fireworker. That is coming out on the 11th of March as a four CD book set featuring a 48 page hardback coffee table book or a Blu-ray with bonus material or double vinyl or a single CD or a download on the 11th of March. And all being well, the band will be touring throughout Europe this year. Dates have been announced. Now, way back in the first part of 2021, I spoke to Richard Barbieri, probably most famous for being part of Japan and Porcupine Tree, two of the most fascinating art groups this country has ever produced. He was due to release a sumptuous album in the style of Planets and Persona, his critically acclaimed previous album for K-Scope, but things took a little bit of a different turn. Under a Spell was recorded in his own studio alone a lot of the time, inspired by Fever Dreams and the Four Walls that surround us all. So I asked Richard about the dream-like quality of the album and whether the fact that doing most of it alone had inspired its dream-like right-brain qualities. That's the way it had to be. It wasn't the album I was I was intending to make. I wanted to do a, a follow-up to Planets and Persona and, and kind of make that a very kind of external experience, like recording different studios across Europe, have, have a larger kind of band and possibly have strings and woodwind and you know, quite an ambitious, expansive album. And suddenly, with the COVID, everything, the walls started closing in. Uh, the music uh, became this more kind of uh, self-contained, more, a bit more claustrophobic, kind of uh, atmospheric piece, let's say. What are the advantages and disadvantages of doing that? Well, in terms of working with musicians, the advantage of being there and uh, being with them in the studio is that you can make very quick and correct decisions so it would only take me five seconds to say this is really sounding good but that that part isn't working and what we need to do here is this and that and we could move things along so quickly whereas if you have a remote session with somebody it's very up in the air you know in the end you've really got to just let them do what they do
the title track of Richard Barbieri's LP, Under a Spell. Catherine Ann Davis professionally knows the Anchoress up next. I don't think I've ever seen press quite like this. One of the albums of the year in the Sunday Times, Prog Magazine album of the year, a best ofs in Record Collector, Line of Best Fit, Mail on Sunday and so on. And most importantly, probably one of my favourite records of the year. Not the words of me, but the words of Sir Elton John. I spoke to Catherine earlier this year and asked her about the title of the LP. So the, the line, The Art of Losing, is, is the opening line from a poem by Elizabeth Bishop, who was an American poet who's writing in the 50s and 60s, you know, around the same time that Sylvia Plath and Robert Lowell and all the, Anne Sexton, you know, all the really well-known confessional poets were. But what she was doing was something really different. Um, so she was a, a lesbian in a time where obviously it was, was not okay to be that so she was very good at kind of occluding her autobiography and her work whilst at the same time kind of letting it seep through in unexpected ways and she has this poem called one art um that kind of explores the idea that we as human beings can get better at loss and at grief etc we try and impose meaning on it because we're always looking for meaning in, in the things around us so I think my impulse was to try and find some meaning in it. I think ultimately I came out the other side of it, realising that there was no organising principle to the, uh, the my unfair amount of um, shit that was delivered to me in the preceding years. But, um, you know, at, at a point in my journey, that was my preoccupation, trying to make sense of it all, trying to see whether it was something I could, perhaps I was, you know, continually encountering baby loss because I was supposed to learn something from this. That I was supposed to get better at dealing with it each time. I was supposed to approach it a different way. Um, and so this poem, The Art of Losing Isn't Hard to Master, is about revisiting all these various losses from lost keys to lost houses to lost lovers and she kind of tries to just equate them all on the same level obviously the irony being the killer last line of the poem although it may look like write it disaster it's about that kind of impulse as writers i guess not to want to admit that we are facing something that is unimaginable and unmanageable as well
lauded by the Quality Daily and Sunday Press, number one in the Apple Music charts. All the singles were playlisted by Six Music, interviewed by Sir Elton John, Gary Kemp, lauded by her peers, Catherine Ann Davis, The Anchoress, The Art of Losing. What an album. Up next, our old friend Bruce Sword, the Pineapple Thief frontman, who released two albums on K-Scope this year. The first being The Sword Sessions, a series of acoustic performances recorded live in Bruce's attic studio. Uh, he's since moved, though. Is it? No, it's my new studio. It's a quite a big commute. It's about 30 seconds. Right, so is it in the garden, then? It is. It's at the bottom of my garden. So it's really nice. I'm looking out now, the sun's shining... And, you know, I see my little daughter running around as I'm making rock history. So it's, it's, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't ask for more, really. But, yes, yeah, so after 16 years in my attic <gasps> studio, I tell you, it took a long time to clear everything. I found all kinds of Insects. stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as I was getting out there. But, um, yes, yeah, so, so quite aptly, the sword sessions was the last thing I did. You caught me in the black light there was no way out for us I thought it'd be a matter of time But you lost your head You follow me but I am out of sight Did everything I could to get you back Into my life It's not how I remember it You sold me out before I had time To fight No, it's not how I remember it You cornered me And knocked me out You follow me but I am out of sight You follow me but I am out of sight I never wanted any combat to crawl into your life It's not how I remember it Frequency just for me 
Scattered voices Not one that I could say Is close enough for me to make it out No words that I can care about This is a world of silence This is a world where you are safe Yeah, I am lost in this frequency It's a frequency just for me Just scattered voices Not the ones that I betrayed Versions of the Truth, The Pineapple Thief, from The Sword, Sessions 1 to 4. More from The Pineapple Thief later. Now, vocalist Daniel Tompkins releases records on K-Scope under his own name, as part of Tesseract, more from them later, and along with Jordan Bethany sharing vocal duties as a white moth black butterfly. Now, I've spoken to many of the K-Scope artists over the last 18 months, 20 months or so, about the effects of the pandemic and Brexit on live touring. Daniel Tompkins and Tesseract are very adept at new media, as you probably know. And when I'd previously spoken to Dan, he was very optimistic about the future of live touring. So this gave me the opportunity to ask him if he's still optimistic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I can't wait to get back on the road. I think it's going to be exciting. I mean, there's, there is, there's nothing you can compare to performing in front of a live audience. I'm sure you hear many artists say that, and that's never going to go away. Um, you know, and getting out there and seeing the world, it's an amazing thing. Um, I am excited about, you know, the, the possibilities of doing online shows. I feel like there's a lot more that you can achieve. I mean, if you think, if, if, if you look at where, where gaming is going, for, for example, VR experiences, imagine that you could put on a VR headset and be on stage watching your favourite artist as opposed to in the crowd. That's the future of live online shows, I'm telling you.
stuff that's the closing track spirits from white moth black butterflies album the cost of dreaming which came out in the spring always enjoy having a chat with Giancarlo era his album departure tapes came out on k-scope this year and as usual the conversation got round to the contextualizing and conceptualizing of abstract instrumental music I'm not interested in giving too many details. I know what every track means for me, but I really like the idea that everyone can read and can feel their own story. Don't, don't you? Feel, I, no, I, I know what you mean. Don't you feel though that sometimes? I think you probably got the balance quite right on this, but sometimes perhaps the listener needs to be taken by the hand a little bit, just just sort of like gently pushed in a direction, so they can join you in that journey. Would that be fair? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is why I really like the... Well, this is why I do sometimes videos. For example, when tracks are released um, be- before the full album is out. This is the only reason why I like to do videos, and I like to do it most of the times. So I like to do them myself, because the visual part, it is very important to just give a context. If you or, or, Well, more than a context, an idea of what is going to, um, you know, of what are the feelings that I'm trying to convey, if you want. And the same thing is with, you know, with cover art, you know, artwork and stuff. This is why I always like to do it myself, because it is very much linked to what you're saying. I'm, I'm not doing too much into the music or into the lyrics. I'm just doing it into these things. And then obviously in the album, you know, track listing for me, for that thing, it is really crucial. You know, when I do track listing, I'm not thinking about, I don't know, should I start with a long track or should the second track be upbeat? Whatever, I don't care about all the stuff. Basically, the track listing is important because, as you say, it is really important for me to just present immediately what I'm trying to convey and then walk hand in hand with the listener through all the tracks. And this is why, for me, the album format actually is quite important.
Giancarlo Error. That is entitled Previous Tape from his album Departure Tapes. Right, slight change of mood now. Beggs, Holtzman and Blundell from Stephen Wilson's band released an album in the summer on K-Scope. The album was called Fragments. They called themselves Trifecta. It's a great album of jazzy, funky, KPM-style workouts. A real joy. And this meant it was time to speak to Nick Beggs and therefore to grip myself tightly. I once bought a kitten and its name was Spot. Its name was Spot, its name was Spot. I once brought a kitten and its name was Spot. It smelt a lot. Its name was... Oh, just can't get any inspiration today. Billy Reeves, why are you calling me at this strange hour? I was about to have a lie down. It is, I guess it is a strange hour, isn't it? Because it's neither first thing in the morning, it's neither the afternoon. There's no, this is the sort of time of day where you would definitely never eat any food. If you were um, in a, a death metal band, it's probably the time of day you'd sacrifice virgins at the stake. I really like your record, Begsy. I'm going to call you Begsy through this like we're old mates and we play Sunday football. I think it's one of the best records I've ever heard. You need to talk to my wife. Why? What now? Yeah, well, she says it's the worst thing she's ever heard. Why? Because she's an 80s kind of a girl. And I think... And, yeah, I just think we hit that point in our relationship in which she's just going, oh, no, not another fucking record. Um, I think when you put musicians together or people who think they can play, they um, they just want to start rubbing their willies together. And that's basically what happened. We, we used a technique called how pissed off can you make the sound crew? Um, so we would, during rehearsal, during sound checks for Stephen Wilson, we'd do the two you know, maybe three tracks because Steve hates doing sound checks. So he he wants to get off and um, go back and watch Game of Thrones as quickly as possible. Um, and and the, uh, But we, we said, okay, listen, he's gone. And all the sound crew are standing around going, bloody jazz club, bloody jazz club. Can't they piss off? We want to have our dinner. And we're like, making all these sounds. And look, we're look, look, I'm looking at the guitar tech and he's going, it's becoming really gargoylean. And I'm thinking, this is great.
trifecta, proto-molecule, and the album is entitled Fragments. Now, we spoke to Daniel Tompkins earlier on, the vocalist of Tesseract. Here's Amos Williams, the bass player of said group. And talking of the concert film, the stream, the live album, how it's all going to fit in to the touring cycle in the future, Tesseract took that to a different level this year with Portals. Here's Amos. But I think it's great because it means you can have a all those people that you just cannot get to see. So, for example our fans in Japan or in Korea or in China. Because I, I think at first people felt that it was a bit of a short change scenario where they it wasn't a live show. So watching this on TV, why should I pay for this? Which is another reason why we really tried to add something different because we realised the limitations of it. People not only accepted it, but embraced it. And I think there needs to be a visceral element when you're out there touring. Or people expect more. It's almost not a show if you're not getting covered in the band sweat when they move, if that makes sense. you know. To some people, they're watching this on their phones. But I do feel this is going to be... This will remain as part of the future of touring, but it certainly won't replace it.
Tesseract from Portals, their concert movie stream live album, and that is entitled King. Now, the Pineapple Thief had to postpone their tour in support of their album Versions of the Truth, so they also had a go at the live concert stream movie album. Theirs was a concert in the round entitled Nothing About the Truth. Here's Bruce to explain the concept, how it all went, and who was involved. George, George Blacktide, who's done all of um, the Pineapple Thief videos, I think, since Dissolution. So all the videos that we've done, he's done. So, like, I mean, he, he's just such a talented guy. He's, a kind, he's, he's one of those rare people where you can just say, to, say, George, we need this doing, and just trust him to go away and come up with the goods and just deliver something that's as you've seen, just looks amazing. So he came up with this idea of this circular track and we were, and we were like, well, is that? Aren't you going to start to feel a bit sick? You know, if it's going round and round, Bruce all the time, and when it, you know, and in the end, we just said no. George wouldn't suggest something if it wasn't going to work. And uh, so yeah, we 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 th- that was it. He he came up with the the, the 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 whole concept. We booked we booked this big soundstage in Bedford. It's the same place that King Crimson and Stephen Wilson do all their pre-production. It's it's, it's a big. It's basically this big hangar. We picked the coldest day of the year it's minus five and so this room it looks really warm doesn't it like look, yeah but in the room it was freezing but luckily you know we soon warmed up when we started rocking obviously one of those things where you just pray that it's going to work and and it did because we did we only had one shot and it was a lot of work a lot of pre-production so a lot of money actually
should know You put them in me I guess I knew this All along I hurt you Cause I got demons Cause I got demons Cause I got demons Pineapple Thief, that is entitled Demons, the nothing but the truth version. Now I think it's an indisputable fact that Tangerine Dream pretty much invented electronic music. Edgar Froese starting the outfit in West Berlin in 1967, inventing many of the tropes and styles that we associate with abstract synthesised sounds and dance music. Now, Edgar, of course, we lost in 2015, but Tangerine Dream endure with his and his family's blessing, with Torsten Kirschning and Hishoko Yamani, now joined by virtuoso keyboard player Paul Frick. They have an album out on K-Scope right now entitled Probe 6 to 8, which is essentially a precursor of the full album which is coming out next year, which will be entitled Raum. So this gave me an excuse to catch up with Paul Torsten and Hoshiko in their studio in Berlin. And of course, I started by asking Paul how he got involved and invited. So we were a bunch of people having um, champagne or something similar. Uh, and we were just talking and I was like, oh, you were on Tangerine Dream. And we, uh, we had, the f had a nice chat. And after a while, we actually figured out that we already knew each other from almost 20 years before. Last century. Uh, last century, really, because we both studied, com we both studied composition at the uh, UDK, University of the Arts in Berlin, and knew, knew each other from the cafeteria, and um, but looked very different. And... So that was like the coincidence that made us meet. And then it was a longer process because um, Torsten and I just started to make a bit of music and he invited me actually for uh, as a guest uh, musician for Tangerine Dream, which they um, <clears throat> uh, often do, which was in the end of 2018. And... Um, Yes, so it's been a process of roughly three years of 
all that music and that universe getting closer and closer, it basically started with just noticing that we, uh, first it was Thorsten and me, noticing we have a good chemistry of improvising together. Yeah, then I met all the rest. I met uh, Hoshiko and Ulrich and Bianca. And I don't know, it was just basically a mutual um, musical love affair. That's so lovely to hear. All the great British ideas happen in a pub. All the great German ideas happen in a university cafeteria. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, but then also with a glass of champagne in the hand. Let's say the German and the British in this, uh, there's at least alcohol involved. Tangerine Dream from the Precursor album, the Taster album, Probe 6-8. to eight. That's entitled Raum, 
and that is the Grand River mix thereof and the full album the new Tangerine Dream studio album Raum is out next year and we'll be hearing more of that interview in a future K-Scope podcast. Right, that's me done. Happy Christmas if you're celebrating it. Happy New Year. Uh, Do stay safe and I'm sure we're all going to have a great year together next year. There's loads of brilliant K-Scope music coming out in 2022. I've heard some of it. It's amazing. It's also great to speak to all of these fine artists. I've learned much about how to make music and how to be in a band, although I learned quite a lot more about how to be in a band this year, or indeed how not to be. And there will be more K-Scope podcasts next year. Do please like and share the podcast wherever you may find it. That helps spread the word and also comment as well if you like and thanks as ever to my producer scott robinson talking of music next year paul draper has a new album coming out on k-scope next year as you may have seen it's entitled cult leader tactics this is the first single from it entitled omega man which features our erstwhile leader and the man who gave k-scope its name mr stephen wilson on vocals alongside Paul. Billy Reeves here, speak to you next year. Ta-ta.